Hello and welcome to the Marketing Retro Podcast, where Josh and Adrian talk about different marketing topics on their mind. Adrian, what's on your mind this week? Hi, Josh. Hi, Adrian. Um, so this week, you know, there we're in February of 2023, and there are a lot of tech layoffs going on. And it's got me thinking about how marketing and engineering the process of finding a job, the process of getting hired in those two different industries is so vastly different. And how do you, I saw this question asked uh, in a community I'm in recently. It was like, how do you vet the experience of like a customer success manager or a marketing manager or a content marketer? Um, How do you vet them and know that they have the expertise required to do the thing you're hiring them to do, whether that's for a consultant or a full-time job, um, without, obviously, without asking for free work and free labor. So we've seen it where, I mean, I've seen product marketers trying to be hired, and they're talking about the hiring process, and the company's like, hey, uh, write us some buyer personas and create us a messaging statement and show us what... Uh, you know, how you would um, highlight our top three competitors. And it's like, okay, that's nine months worth of work, my dude, that you want me to do for free in the afternoon. Like that doesn't work. So how do you vet a marketer's experience and expertise versus an engineer, right? So you've probably vetted both. So I would love to talk about the difference between those, those two and how do you go about doing it ethically and while still getting the kind of information you need to know. It's hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And, and first I'd start with just, I I feel like in general um, we'll just talk about marketing versus serve. We'll leave service and sales roles out for now, but just to make this more about marketing versus like an engineering type of role, just to narrow scope this a bit. Um, in general marketing, I think it's definitely more touches on the creative side, right? And I, I think there are a, a lot of, so big differences I see is like, it's creative. It's also a little more subjective. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, where on the engineering side, it's a little more definitive in terms of like, things are binary. Uh, you either something compiled or it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, this app works or it doesn't. And, um, but that type of stuff where even, even the, the terms you use, it's like a coding language is, you know, JavaScript or ASP.net or C sharp or whatever those are be, those are, or a certain database stack. All of those are very clear definitions mm-hmm. and everyone in the world in general agrees upon what those things are. But when you look at like skill sets in marketing that are saying copywriting, yeah, <laughs> content marketing, SEO, all of these mean they they have a much broader scope meaning. And you talk to any given marketer and they're gonna say different things yeah. about about you know what those are. So those are kind of where I think a lot of the challenges start is you you have to approach it differently from a approaching some of that creative subjective type of uh, history and background and experience versus very objective, very definitive types of things you are with, with engineers. Absolutely. I think that is one of the great confusions in marketing is that 
internally in companies and working with a lot of companies, I've seen this, people have the same term for very different things for, for a number of things. And we've talked about this in previous episodes before, but if you're trying to hire for someone who can create um, landing page content and direct response type content, in my mind, you're looking for a copywriter, but there've been many times where I've been a content marketer and people come to me and they're like, I, we need, you know, our conversion copy we looked at because, or, you know, the founder's like, we just need our website written. And so it's like, well, what parts of the website do you, are you talking about your homepage? Are you talking about your blog posts? So as the person who, you know, for me, content marketing, long form marketing was kind of my skill set and where I sat. If someone came to me and said, hey, uh, we want to hire you specifically to redo our landing pages, um, I was never the right fit for that. And so it's kind of the job of both the person who's hiring and the person who's being hired to get really clear on, okay, when you say that you need a copywriter, what are the day-to-day tasks you're looking for? What do you need to have complete? Is it ads? I mean, there's some very straightforward type things. Um, or are you looking for blog posts? Because that's a different skill set. It really is. It's just a different set of skills. It's a different kind of um, process. All of it's different. So <clears throat> copyright, <clears throat> excuse me, writing in general is pretty easy to bet though, right? Like if I'm trying to hire a writer, all they have to do is show me their writing and I can tell, do you know how to do this? Do you get the process pretty well? But if you're trying to hire, you know, a strategist or Um, you know, a a CMO or a marketing director, somebody who um, is really the one setting forward plans and creating strategies and ideas. uh, That's kind of a different vetting process. There's another layer of complexity there that it's like, do you, you can't show me your previous employer's plans because that's proprietary, probably under an NDA, at least in my case, when I do personas and uh, competitive intelligence for past clients, I can't go, yeah, sure, here, this is what we did for so-and-so in your industry, in your field. Absolutely not. Like that is unethical. That would not jive. Um, So how do you, how do they vet that I'm the right person? Usually it comes down to conversations, like being able to say on my end, what do you need? What are you struggling with? What are your questions right now? What are your pain points? Okay. So here's how I address those. X, Y, Z. Um, and if I can't, it's up to me to say, oh, that's not my skill set. That's not what I do. You need so-and-so. You need a content writer. So it's kind of when you're vetting on something that's a little bit more subjective and creative, like marketing, it's on both to be able to say, yeah, I can meet that or no, I can't. And here's who you need instead. Hmm. Would I have a, I don't know if this is a I don't like hot takes, but I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but would you, I I would say this, I would assume that there are more people that are in the interviewer seat interviewing for marketing roles that don't understand marketing versus engineering, like you're, yeah. Versus the opposite, right? There's more, it's more rare on the opposite side that you have a, non-engineer interviewing an engineer. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, You know, and I think that stems from a lot of the disappointment. I think somebody did a study that showed like 75, this is a fake number. I don't know what the actual number is. A lot of CEOs are disappointed 
in their CMOs, in their mm-hmm. chief marketing officers. And a chief marketing officer, their uh, turnover rate is about two years. If you've been a right. CMO at a company for more than two years, you were like breaking ground and busting through barriers. And I think that stems from the fact that the person hiring, the CEO or the recruiter, whoever it was, they didn't know what they needed. They didn't know the type of um, marketing content. They didn't know exactly what kind of stuff they were looking for. They didn't know the skill sets that they needed. Um, and marketers are good at marketing. So what do we do best? We can market ourselves, right? Like we can, mm-hmm. we understand the needs, the pain points, and we can really push those and drill down. Um, and so those two things kind of together can often create a mismatch where I've done a really good job of promoting myself and, you know, sharing my expertise and then combined with someone who doesn't quite understand what skill set is necessary. Uh, it can be a mismatch quite frequently. Um, if the CMO is doing the hiring, they should. They should know exactly we need a product marketer. We need somebody who has this skill set or we need uh, competitive intelligence or customer research. We need someone with this skill set. Um, that should definitely be the case. So usually in my experience, it's early startups that have the biggest struggle uh, because it's the founder who's doing all of the hiring. Yeah, no, I, I, I could agree with that. Um, it makes me think of that, you know, if, if this is true and we say, think there are more people out there in a interviewing people that have less, like basically they know less about marketing and they're interviewing for mark to fill marketing roles, whether it's a CMO a director, a manager, whatever, to help with them with their marketing. Um, and you see this quote all the time, or I've heard people say like, oh, working for, you want to work for a CEO that gets marketing, right? Yeah. And you see these and it's like, yeah, I get that. You probably, of course you do. Like, wouldn't everyone, wouldn't everyone want to work with, for someone that understands their role? Right. But sounds like the reality is that that's a rarity, right? Like trying to find that and trying to sit there and just being like, oh, why can't they just understand versus saying like, okay, I should realize I'm in the minority or I, I'm in the majority over here realizing that most people don't understand what I do. I am going to have to spend more time asking those harder questions. Like yeah. if someone says landing page, it's like, okay, you realize I'm not a designer. I'm not a copywriter. I am a strategist. I do this. What you need is ABC and XYZ types of things. It sounds like you're looking for a full stack marketer and those mm-hmm. do exist and there's nothing wrong with that. I know you're probably, you know, if they came from an engineering background, maybe you're a full stack engineer and you can do all the things across, but you probably know that there are database engineers. There are very specific infrastructure engineers. Yeah. Yes, you can do a lot of that, but if you're looking for full stack, like this is what that looks like. And, but you also have to understand where I am in those stack and understand that marketing is just like engineering where there's these disciplines and there's different stacks and areas of expertise. Some people are good at, I would say, are generalists and can do a decent job across all of them and can get a project done and say, I spout off a landing page. I'm going to do some research. I'm going to do, I'm, I'm good enough at copywriting. I'm good enough at design that I could put something together. But unless you want the best to breed of all of them, you're going to need to like then have a manager that can combine all those skill sets to get the project output you're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. And so vetting on the marketing side doesn't look like, hey, show me, like, let's write some code or let's, here's an experiment, go and do it. Um, 
number one, like I know that's just the 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 way that it is with engineering. I don't know if it's ethical either to ask people to work for free, but it's kind of one of those things where it's like, well, it's always been done this way. This is the way it's always been done. So it's not for me to try to change it. But on the marketing side, if you're really asking someone to demonstrate a skill set, the thing is, is that can be a long term and and a really involved skill set. So if you want a blog post, like when I was writing, I would get like, well, can you write me? this type of blog post. And my answer was always like, no, I've, I can show you three other blog posts I've written. And if you can't determine that I'm a good writer from seeing my rough draft and then the edits and like, I show you my whole process. If you can't tell that I'm a good writer and good enough for you, then um, we're probably not going to be a good fit anyways. So that was kind of a red flag for me. Um, but when I've been hired on as a strategist, the best way to really demonstrate my skill set was once again, through those conversations, through being able to show on my own that I could identify their problem, that I could nail down and really try to get to what are your goals right now? Where are you headed? What do you need? And then clearly say, okay, this is X, Y, Z. This is how I can help you. Um, Mm -hmm. Or this is how I can't. And I don't know if there's another way to vet someone who's creative designers, you can see past designs. Like there's a portfolio. UX people, there's a portfolio. Um, But if it is more on the strategist side, I think the only option is to know what you need, know what your current problems are, and see what types of solutions that they've uh, come up with in the past, see how they problem solve, see, um, you know, you can ask about case studies. That's always a really great way to what current case studies do you have? What problems and situations have you gone through in the past and how did you solve them? Um, I think that's the only way to vet before you hire kind of a strategist, creative type marketer. Yeah. And if we're only talking about before hiring, we're not talking about like, Hey, have them work on a, work on a, you know, a, uh, a consultant type of project first right. or something like that. If we are just really front loading it from like, what can you know and how, how fast can you get on the same page or just really understand what the person is capable of? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I've never, <laughs> I would say it's, it's been challenging to do that, especially with marketing. There are ways we've done it with engineering. There are ways I think that are a little more standardized. There are coding challenges that are, I think you'll hear people saying they got brought through the ringer in Google and had like five day Mm -hmm. interviews of these types of things, but it's sort of there for a reason, right? It's, it's sort of there to not, to have the binary outcomes of, can you do this or not versus just having someone on board and trying to figure out if they can code for the first three months. Right. Right. Um, One of the things I did think about when you were talking about is that conversations piece. And it is something where when I've looked for marketers or when I've enjoyed, it's oftentimes I've heard them on a podcast. So Mm -hmm. um, aside from trying to get yourself out there, I wonder if there's a way someone could develop a quote unquote portfolio of just like where someone could hear them talk about problems, right? So like, imagine if you had because uh, you don't want to use you don't want to use a uh, previous work, right? Because maybe mm-hmm. it's someone's IP now that you worked with with a you know with a with a business, and now you're you don't want to give away all your secrets that they that they're led to their tactics per se. But what if you even had 
hey, I'm going to have three friends interview me for their marketing challenges. And even if it's like a fake case study, and then like, we're going to talk it out and the person challenges them and asks them the questions basically to get that process of thinking, those conversations, that resonance type of thing. I mean, if someone showed me that, like, and I was looking at resumes and said, oh, and here's like, here's like, you know, 40 minutes of me being interviewed. Like, I'd love to listen to those because it would give me so much to go on and understand is this, you get to read into a person's like values in terms of their critical thinking, how they think about strategy, you can almost, and then it gives you fodder to ask them in an interview about this. It's like, hey, why did you say this versus this, right? It allows you to go like two or three layers deeper. I don't yeah. know, this is very just off the cuff thinking, but I would, I, as a, I think that would be really helpful. I do too. I think that's a really interesting idea. And it, it could almost be like if you're out hunting for a job or maybe even a consultant um, and you want to host it on your own website, it's like these new things that are coming up like personal podcasts. But what a lot of these personal podcasts have become are these like aspirational, live your life, like love, you know, all of the the things. It's like how to just be a better human productivity. And, you know, we've all seen them talking to themselves and the yellow lights up like mm-hmm. that kind of font. Now I'm, I'm rolling my eyes on it anytime I see it. <laughs> but this idea where, you know, I'm just going to really get detailed on specific marketing problems, specific issues I've overcome. That's interesting. Host it on your own little website landing page. Cause every time you put in an application, they're asking for your website. Um, mm-hmm. Very interesting. I like that idea. Um, an audio case study of sorts, testimonials. And then you could, you could even have you know, your past clients offer testimonials for you. Like Adrian was great. She did the, um, I might steal that idea, Josh. That's really hey, good. Uh, and hey, I think my aunt, my entrepreneurial brain is actually thinking this might be a business idea. This <laughs> so, might be a business idea, but like, maybe I mean, we should hold the, uh, this is, this is not too shabby. So I think, um, we, we could just not, we could just not post this if, if you want to keep this to yourself. <laughs> Let's let's think about it though. So what it could really turn out to be though is it gives people the opportunity to show their expertise, to build connection, right? Over video, over audio. We know that you build faster connections than if you do over text. Um, and then it's really helping speed track, like you said, as a founder, you how much would you appreciate that to be able to have that launch pad and say, you know, look, this is interesting. When you said da da da, and I'm the same way. Most of my clients come to me because they heard me on a podcast somewhere. Hey, we saw you on, uh, you know, the Marketing Millennials or SaaS, whichever one I can't remember. There, there, I've been on bunches, but and we loved the way you said this. Can we can we talk to you about that? Um, that's honestly how I get a lot of my clients, and so that it does build a lot of trust really, really quickly when you're able to do it audio. And you've almost already, you pre-vetted yourself. If we're talking about the challenges in vetting, you've almost pre-vetted with that conversation. Um, it is really hard though. I will, I will say that like, it can be a huge challenge. I did think though, I like the idea that you had, like you said, outside of a consultant, the other option is to hire on a short-term basis, hire for a project, hire a marketer to help you, create X thing on a three month retainer, you're going to pay them, you're going to see, then you get the opportunity to see, do they drive with your team? 
do, is it a culture fit? I know we talked last week about how kind of cringy that can be, but also how important it is to really fit ideologically and uh, just personality wise and working strengths with other people. So short-term projects are a great way to go about that. And I know a lot of people looking for full-time jobs might be turned off by someone who's like, Hey, this is on a project basis. Um, But at the same time, if you're looking for work and you know that you you need a paycheck coming in and things are getting tight, a project basis could be a really um, a nice fit for both, for both the, the company, the founder, the team, and the individual looking for the job. So that's also another option. Yeah, I I think the the big key to that one is making sure people, both sides of that, understand where that's to. Because oftentimes, like, purely from a, is this going to work well long-term, right? Like, how much do you learn about a person in the first three months of working? It's probably everything, right? It's yeah. Your, and... And I think it, it's okay to say, I don't have enough, like, hey, I like what I see here. I, I can't know what it's like to essentially, like, get married versus, like, let's just start dating <laughs> type of mentality and just be upfront with that. Yes, I am. I would eventually like to get married. It's almost like I would eventually like to hire full time. I'm not just, these are not just one night things that I'm trying mm-hmm. to get, like, 50 projects done. Like, that's where I think it help. It's helpful to align because if someone's like, "Well, they just want project spot projects here and there," and I do not want the consultant life, and that's okay. But it also on both sides it mitigates the risk. And think about mitigating the risk on your side. How much harder is it to quit a job too? It's right. like you've been there for three months. You don't want the the I guess the the black scar or whatever on your on in LinkedIn. Well people probably scrub it anyway, but, but in terms of where you've been in the past and like, I was only at this place for, you know, three, three months or three weeks or that type of thing as well. Yeah. So um, I think I, I hope that more people embrace that as an opportunity. I've always looked at it that way. I've done a lot of hiring where, Hey, let's do a project first. And sometimes they even had full-time jobs. It's even better than making them take the risk in making the jump and leaving their right. full-time job to work with me. But after that three month period, you just, know so much more. Absolutely. I think this is why the fractional CMO is becoming so popular because there is that unrest with the CMO. There is that, um, the challenge of finding a really good CMO. And so they've, the CMOs have now shifted into saying, okay, look, it's really, it works better if I just can take on multiple clients. If I can kind of have the freedom to try you out, you try me out we're on a short, like I would say for a CMO, you couldn't really do anything, any marketing. I don't think you can do anything in less than three months. You would need at least a three month agreement to kind of just get awareness of what the product is and where you sit and what needs to happen. Um, but I really feel like it's that, that need that the fractional CMO has met. And I think the people who are doing it are doing a great job. Like I hear that it's really one of the best options for startups and things like that is to just hire one of those fractional CMOs who, who has the expertise, has the experience, has that, um, the know-how, um, and then can actually execute quickly for a startup without the huge commitment of a full-time chief marketing officer type hire. So it's very interesting. The landscape is changing. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense because you're buying their experience. You're buying their, their. I've done that before. I know what's down that tunnel. And also yeah. buying the fact that they 
are that know enough about the full stack, right? Like that they know where the problems can lie versus if you really just want a landing page, you don't want me, but you want like, I can help influence and put together one like assembled correctly, uh, but making sure you're not doing any of the things that are going to stop it from working at all, right? Yeah. Yep. I think final points to be clear on are to vet marketers versus engineers. Uh, Don't ask for free work. Give yourself the opportunity to have a trial run, uh, the, the time to test, is it a good fit? And ask very basic questions to make sure everybody's on the same page. I think that'd be some key takeaways. And and our other little next level one, uh, which is just have have be interviewed, have some put some things out there that yeah. maybe it's just a friend just interviewing you and recording you and putting it on YouTube. Who cares? Or it's just the audio. Like get even if you can't get placement on a podcast or something like that, start your own. It's just as easy. But mm-hmm. um put out some things out there that that have your voice and have your resonance and critical thinking and thinking through problems. And I think that will just separate you from the crowd at this point. So I do too. It's a good idea. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Adrian. Thank you, Josh. Have a good day. You too.